We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I am feeling this new theme song. KJ Podcast, NFL season a couple days away. Eagles will be playing Thursday night against the Falcons. It's here. It's back on the field. 49ers-Vikings is like game of the week. Heard Daniel Jeremiah say that. Bucky Brooks. A lot of intrigue into seeing if Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo can play the Vikings close. They have an upset. I don't know how possible it is, but that's what we're going to do in today's KJ Podcast. Break down a game plan. See which matchups the 49ers can win. They're not going to win every matchup against the Vikings, but can they pick their spots certain places and have the football bounce their way and get a win on the road? Not going to lie, today was a big day. Blue Wire became a team of three. Ted Nguyen and Ray Woodson have joined the squad. Ted is going to host Coffeehouse Stunt, an Oakland Raiders analysis podcast. Trends around the league that he's seeing on film. He's going to have guests previews it's going to be a fun deal he's doing on the Raiders really happy to team up with him he is a beast Ted was a high school teacher we're going to get into why everyone's on this at the end but I just want to give a quick shout out to him and Ray Woodson you know Giants baseball is Ray Woodson to me as someone who would listen to the radio late at night he knows how to talk about that team super pumped to have him on board Let's talk more about these two at the end of the podcast and the future of Blue Wire. But right now, let's get into Kyle Shanahan's game plan. Kind of cobbling together my own game plan. I'm looking at it on my computer right now. A bunch of notes about how the 49ers can win this game. We've talked a bunch about the running back situation on offense for the 49ers. Just the 49ers offense in general. Let's start 49ers defensively, how they match up with Kirk Cousins. 
I think first and foremost, the Vikings are going to try and dink and dunk with Cousins because he's really good at it. Off the play action, his QB rating is 118. Without it, 87.4. He only averaged 8.5 yards per attempt last season. That's 28th in the NFL. Jay Gruden really devised a nice thing with Chris Thompson underneath. A lot of short stuff for Kirk Cousins to get him in a rhythm. That means pressure on Fred Warner, Brock Coyle, right out the get-go. They're going to be targeting Kyle Rudolph. They're going to be going on slant routes to Thielen. They're going to be okay passing for six, seven yards, getting a rhythm. Not to say Kirk can't hit the deep ball, but I would expect right away... Dalvin Cook, you're going to have to know underneath. And that's the thing that John DeFilippo has. He has a lot of weapons he can use underneath to create chaos. Kirk has the weaponry. There's no arguing that. He's going to have tight ends, running backs, receivers. Someone's going to be open generally. Does Kirk Cousins have protection? And what's often overlooked about the Minnesota Vikings, everyone's in love with their roster. Their O-line isn't that great. Case Keenan was the third most pressured quarterback in the league last season. They didn't really make changes. Tom Compton is in at guard instead of Nick Easton. That's really the only big change that's happened. Plus, center Pat Elfline is limited this week with an ankle and a shoulder. He might miss the game. They have Danny Isidora backing him up. He started one other time in his career. Riley Reef is banged up with a foot. He's limited. He's expected to play. They have some O-line issues that you're hoping DeForest Buckner in the middle can expose. This is a week where the 49ers need pass rush in their defensive line to show up. I would be shocked if they won the game and we were like, wow, they didn't even get pressure on Kirk Cousins. They weren't disruptive. I think that's a prerequisite for having to beat the Vikings This week, it's going to be about stopping the run in between the tackles, pressuring Kirk Cousins into some three and outs, potentially an interception or two, hopefully getting to the ground for a sack. But there's some creative things up front and even some one-on-one matchups the 49ers might be able to win. I don't know if they have to get too exotic with their pass rushing schemes. If Solomon Thomas is as improved as he's looked, In the preseason, he should be able to make some noise against a Minnesota team here. You've got to count on your D-line this week. No ifs, ands, or buts. I'm not going to be shocked if they don't show up, but I'm saying point blank. If there's a unit that can change this game defensively, Richard Sherman's going to get tested deep a lot. And I'm not even saying they're going to target him a lot, but I think they're going to put Stefan Diggs a lot on his side and run all over the field and have Thielen do a bunch of footwork. They want to get Richard Sherman uncomfortable. He's not fully sure his body. He hasn't gone a four-quarter game. There's no way to simulate this without the helmet on. He's in a good place, it seems like. He had a nice little showing against Indianapolis to close the preseason, but they're going to test him. Akilah Witherspoon, everyone talking about him being a legit second corner. Well, he's going against a legit second receiver, whether it's Thielen or Diggs. We don't know the matchups yet. I'm expecting him to get targeted quite a bit. If the 49ers lose and he got beat a lot, I'm not going to be shocked. And it's year two for him. This is not all panic button. This is a really tough matchup for him. When the 49ers look at this game on paper and the schedule comes out, they're thinking about Akilo right away because it's going to be tough. 
I actually worked with John DeFilippo with the Browns in 2015. Got to know him a little bit. We had five, six one-on-one conversations, deep dives into football. I wrote a really long profile piece about him. Got to talk to his high school coach, his college coach. He's a really put-together guy, a really good teacher of the game, which is underrated. He loves throwing to running backs. He put Duke Johnson right on the map as a rookie who could make plays in the passing game. So I would expect Dalvin Cook to actually catch something deep down the field. There's going to be some type of scheme where Dalvin Cook is matched up on Brock Coyle, and it's going distance. I think Dalvin Cook is going to hit a home run this game. I still think you could win a game. It's going to be a lot on Akilah Witherspoon, a lot on the D-line. Fred Warner's first ever game is going to be tough asking him to guard one of the better tight ends, one of the more explosive running backs out of the backfield in Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook. We're not even mentioning Latavius Murray. I don't know how much he'll be used. Yeah, they have a new O coordinator, new quarterback. It wouldn't be unheard of if they weren't on the same page game one. I mean, it would be awesome for the 49ers if the Vikings did struggle out of the gates here and they found their groove in October and November, but you don't know for sure if the synergy's there. We're going to move the defense, but Kyle said it. Why their defense is so good, they've been playing together so long, so many pieces, same scheme. It's kind of the opposite on offense for Minnesota. New QB, new offensive coordinator. Everything else is pretty much the same. Weapons are the same. O-line's the same, but the conductors of the show are a little bit different. So 49ers could have something bounce their way with just human nature. And if I'm Dave Filippo, I am keeping the 49ers' base personnel on the field as much as possible. I think he uses two tight ends more than he does three receivers to keep Mark and Zasha on the field, to keep that base personnel. They're better with Kwan Williams. They're more athletic when they can shed that Sam linebacker. I think we'll see Dave Filippo attack in the pass and the run from bigger formations. There's going to be like 65 plays. You're going to have to use everything, but which plays will work. 49ers defense, they have a chance. I don't think they're going to be totally overwhelmed in this game. I think they're going to allow three touchdowns, and that might still be enough to win. Jimmy G and the offense. Let's preview what's going on that side of the ball. Couldn't be a tougher challenge. Unless it's Jacksonville. This is a Jacksonville level challenge. The 49ers have pulled this off. Most of the league is not giving them a chance. This would put the Jimmy G hype train at unreal levels if he walked into Minnesota on the road and carved them up. This is his biggest challenge yet as a quarterback. He's had the most time to prepare. Kyle Shanahan said they were coming up with a game plan months ago. Obviously, they had to change it because of Jarek McKinnon, but there's a lot of preparation going into this game plan. The best plays are going to be out there. Now, Kyle's not going to use his whole hand on the season, but this is an extra special opener given the circumstances, given that in the NFC, it feels like playoff seeding is already on the line. It's going to be that competitive and go down to tiebreakers. The biggest reason why the 49ers have a chance is because Jimmy G can make throws when protection isn't there. It's I've said it before. It's almost like he prefers 
throwing off his back foot with guys in his face or he has to move a little bit off schedule. That's something Kyle Shanahan didn't know when he traded for him. He didn't make too many of those types of throws in New England. It was hard to tell that he was going to be this good on the move. So he doesn't need a clean pocket, which makes Minnesota's overwhelming dominant defensive line not as intimidating. Like, am I... I'm super scared of everything they have up front. Sheldon Richardson now has been the piece added. It's scary. This is a tough matchup for the O-line. But because Jimmy Garoppolo has proven so far in his small sample size that he's not really scared of pressure in his face and somehow prefers it, that, that's the number one reason they have a chance. I mean, Everson Griffin said he knows when the blitz is coming. You watch on film, he has that sense. It's not blindsight all the time, but he's comfortable and he sticks in there. The toughest part is what I hinted at earlier. Mike Zimmer's scheme is what it is. It's very sound. All 11 guys know how to play together. Xavier Rhodes is a shutdown corner. We go there next. Pierre Garçon is going to be tough for him to do much this week. If that's how things end up matching out. He can really shut up some haters who have suggested a trade if he goes 6 for 70 with a TD. But you're expecting one side of the field to be taken away. Rhodes has become that big of a piece on defense. How are they going to use Harrison Smith? They're going to try and take away the deep ball from Marquise Goodwin. I was kind of going back and forth with this Twitter guy, Jay Reed. I don't know if he's their deep ball guy all the time anymore. Marquise Goodwin's going to be used a lot underneath like he was in December. I think some of those plays, those wheel routes, things over the middle where Marquise Goodwin can catch and run, go for 22, that's going to be essential. Working Trey Waynes is going to be a big part of this game plan. And he's a solid corner too. But when you watch very few clips of busted coverages from the Vikings, from slips that they make, they're generally happening on Trey Wayne's side of the field. There's landmines for that defense over there. There's ways for Kyle to get one-on-one coverage over there. And I can't tell you how he's going to do that. Like I, He's the genius. We kind of react to what he throws out there. But I would anticipate Trey Wayne's being schemed up as many times as possible, one-on-one Marquise Goodwin, and then randomly flipping that Dante Pettis button. I want to see three to four Dante Pettis targets this game. One deep, maybe one on a reverse. I don't like force-feeding people because I think that's a way to fail. Kyle did that with Josh Gordon in Cleveland those last six games in 2014. Really the last time Josh Gordon was consistently on the field, Kyle will admit he made a mistake. But I, I want to see some Pettis, and I think a big play would shake that defense a little bit. Jacksonville got shook last year. They should look at that game plan. And when Jalen Ramsey was crying afterwards and said it was schemes, it really was. They didn't know what they were doing out there because Kyle did scheme them up. Um, Kyle has hinted this defense is what it is. It's a lot harder to to manipulate them. It's really going to be about execution. It's going to be about Jimmy G making throws with Anthony Barr in his face. It would be a statement game from Pierre Garçon if he went six for 70 and one touchdown. I would be 
standing on the Pierre table like I always do. I'm one of his biggest defenders and supporters. This is a tough first matchup for him. For Akilah Witherspoon, for certain guys on this roster, this is a tough matchup. KJ Podcast, Blue Wire. Matt Breida's been getting the first team reps. Not surprised by that. He's been here longer. I don't think this is a good matchup for him this week. This defense is so physical up front that I'd want more of a bruiser and Alfred Morris getting more of the carries. And Kyle said, who cares who's starting? But I do think Brita's going to get more snaps this week because he knows the offense better. He's been here longer. He's earned it, kind of. I mean, he's earned the right to do this. You don't want to just hand it to Alfred. But I think if Brita's getting stonewalled early, I'm flipping to Alfred quickly because he can make things happen. It would be stunning against the Vikings to run all over them. That's what they do. They suffocate your own game. They make you throw. Another key point here, their nickelback, Mackenzie Alexander, has not been practicing. He's dealing with an ankle. They did draft Mike Hughes from Central Florida. I had a first-round grade on him. They're just so deep. This Vikings roster is what the 49ers should aspire to become. They don't have that big of a weakness outside of O-line. And Kyle would never let his O-line be a weakness. So it is priorities here. The the 49ers are going to have to pick a weakness. Every NFL team really has one. On paper. But I mean, just the depth of this Vikings team. They avoided injuries quite a bit last year. I have them as a wild card. I'm a huge Packers believer. My bias with Mike Patton, I do think that defense will turn it around. I do think Rodgers, now that he's paid and feeling comfortable, they're due. They're due to go on a major run. You think Aaron Rodgers is never going to win a Super Bowl again? I think he's that good where it's finally things click for them. Um, This game plan on offense, Kyle got asked a good question actually about Is it a tell when Matt Breida is in that it's a pass? Is it a tell when Alfred's in that it's a run? Alfred Morris is going to have to catch more passes this year. That's never been his role traditionally. In Dallas, it was 61% of the time when he was in, it was a run. The defense kind of knew. So Breida is going to get the ball a lot. His strength is a pass catcher, but it can't be that way. It's part of the game. We'll see how the flow is going. 49ers get down early. They're going to be throwing a lot. Because they do have a chance now. That's the thing. The 49ers are down 21-10 late third quarter. I don't think the game's over anymore. Years past, of course it was over. 2014, 15, 16, 17 until Jimmy G came. You assumed a loss. If you didn't have a lead in the fourth quarter. And even if you had the lead, you probably weren't going to hang on to it. Now you can come from behind. Probably not in Minnesota. But games are watchable until it's over in the fourth quarter and the fat lady's singing. Jimmy G can take this team down for seven quickly a lot of the times. He was great on Matt Mayoko's podcast. So crazy. Last year, Jimmy G was studying the game plan and then barely studying the opponent. He did not put the opponent study in in December that a traditional quarterback does. So not only was he learning just the game plan, not even the offense, he was just quickly reviewing things about the defense. Now he has a lot more time in preparation. You assume that makes him a better quarterback? Maybe not. 
I've mentioned before, Aaron Rodgers always said his second season was his toughest. That the film adjustments are real. That defenses can kind of deceive you now. How you deceive them at first. Now they can start intercepting a lot more passes. They're, they know some of your moves. I'm not worried about Jimmy G at all. I think lastly, George Kittle matters too here. Back on the practice field, had the whole preseason off. Kind of a nasty shoulder injury against the Cowboys. Getting Minnesota's linebackers away from the line of scrimmage is so key. That is key every week, but here you can get Barr out in coverage. Eric Kendricks away from the line. It's exactly what you're trying to do. They suffocate the line of scrimmage. They annihilate your O-line. Kittle makes a few big catches. All of a sudden, things are different. Minnesota's making adjustments. They're not hanging around the line of scrimmage as much as they once were. He could be the reason the 49ers win. Early on, even if he goes for like three catches for 40 yards, and we don't look back at the stats, but we say, you know what? That opened up things early on. Kittle, we're going to mention him pretty much every week because tight ends are so pivotal in this offense. It's here. The NFL is here. I think that's a solid game plan. Let Jimmy G throw with pressure in his face. Let him make mistakes. If Jimmy G threw three interceptions, it wouldn't be the worst deal. Give him the green light to try and make plays. Give him the underneath routes. To make off-schedule throws. You're planning on a lot of off-schedule throws. I think Kyle's going to have some safety valves coming out of certain plays. Knowing that a protection could get blown up. And all of a sudden you've got Marquise Goodwin peeling off the backside. I still think we see a lot of Alfred Morris this game. I'm banging my head against the wall. Trying to prove a point that he is going to be the one that works. I love Brita though too. This is a not... This is not Morris versus Brita. This is about getting first downs and wearing out that defense and who is the best fit this week. Who knows? I want Brita to surprise me. I would be the first person to say, give him the rock if he's going to go 15 for 85 yards and, and get some chunk yardage out there. Um, it's a proof of game for Pierre Garcon. If he can do something, flash his skill set, he can kind of say, yo, I'm still here. If he doesn't, let's see next week against Detroit. This is a tough matchup for him. Yeah, that's offense, defense, Vikings, 49ers, game plan. I think Jimmy G will play better than Kirk Cousins, but I just think the Vikings will play better than the 49ers. And I'm going Vikings 27, 49ers 23. Really entertaining game, lives up to the hype. 49ers defense gives up a lot of points, but still makes a lot of plays and looks encouraging. I think a lot of people are entertained by the game. And 49ers are sitting in a fine place, 0-1, Detroit, Week 2. KJ Podcast, Blue Wire, two new teammates. Yeah, I've known Ray for quite a while. KMBR, he was one of the first hosts to really welcome me in, make sure I got on his show at least once every few weeks. I actually talked Warriors a ton with him. I would do call-ins at halftime. That was a sponsored segment. When I was thinking this idea, how can I put other podcasters together, like me, who are just focused on one team? Let's do it once, twice a week. 
let's provide more audio content for people. I said, I mean, Ray and the Giants just makes so much sense. It's tough to do a post-game show every night about the team, and he managed to still make it entertaining. We're going to do fan voicemails for him. If you listen to him on KNBR, his callers are a really good segment. He's really talented at what he does. He had Derek Rodriguez as his first guest. I'm really pumped to have Ray on board. After Ray said he's very interested, I was like, okay, I need to have another voice, someone I really respect, someone who's a master of their craft, just like Ray, just like I pretend to be, not quite at these guys' level, but I am a huge fan of Ted Wynn and the material he puts on Twitter. Met him at a coffee shop, really cool dude. He wrote all about it in The Athletic. He actually had his stomach removed to prevent medical problems down the line that ran in his family. He had to learn how to swallow and all this stuff again. Unbelievable journey. He was a high school teacher, part-time blogger about the Raiders. His blog started blowing up. He's written an ebook about the Raiders. His pulse is really on the team. He's not going to be like me either. He's not going to be overly critical and, and a smart ass. He's really going to be sound and solid and a lot of on-the-field takes. His personality, coffee house stunt. So pumped to have him on board. We'll be announcing more podcasts in the coming weeks. Really just trying to build a cool team of people. Credible experts. Essentially a new digital sports radio station. New age. One or two podcasts a week, half an hour. Not the oversaturation of three hours of a radio show. And and now instead of all these podcasts about national teams, we're going to focus more hyper-local. Your NFL team, your NBA team, your MLB team. BlueWirePods.com Feels good to be back in the game. The brand is a baby. It doesn't have a ton of attention yet. I need you guys. I'm going to be doing a 49ers newsletter. I'm going to be writing once a week. Don't know the format yet. I'm just going to dump out 49ers thoughts that I would normally write that week. I'm going to expound on tweets. Maybe things that I saved in drafts for tweets. I'm now going to throw in the newsletter. Put a little more spicy flavor on this. I'm looking to engage audiences in different ways. I think this email newsletter for really important subscribers. If you care this much to to view my writing and listen to this podcast, I want to give you cool information. I want to make it worth your time. I want to connect further. We'll have merch giveaways. Anyone who stuck with me after KMBR, I'm doing this because I see the audience and I'm enjoying it so much and I want to bring a lot more people into the fold. This little connection we have with the earphones is incredible. Sometimes I got to show personality, right? Sometimes I can't just be this football machine who gives you takes and analysis. KJ Podcast, 49ers Vikings, week one. We will analyze the game and have a podcast for you Monday morning about reaction from week one. I can't believe it's here. It's here. KJ Podcast. Talk to you soon. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.